0: With hotel marketing that cannot lose, now it's time for your news So I thought we'd change it up a little bit today, and I wanted to sing the a song first before we dive into episode 236 of the Hotel Marketing Podcast, because today's news item is so important, it's so critical, and it's going to be a huge weight off your shoulders when we talk about it. So that being said, what do you say we go ahead and dive into the show with a jingle? All right, so now that that's out of the way, let's go ahead and dive in. My name is Pete DeMayo, and this is the Hotel Marketing Podcast by Travel Boom. We have a big episode today, and we're going to be talking about the four things that your hotel absolutely, must, unequivocally, must, must, must do in 2023 to set the stage right for the end of the year, but also as we head into 2024. We're going to dive into that. We're going to talk a little bit about the new Travel Boom 2023 Leisure Travel Sentiment Study, and most importantly, we're going to talk about this new Zaru. If you want to follow along, check us out at travelboommarketing.com podcast and click on episode 236 to get all the tips and tricks that you need as well as the show notes to go along with this episode. So let's go ahead and dive into the newsru that I previewed a moment ago. This comes to us from Search Engine Land and as is as of April 27th, 2023, and it says Google UA historical data will be available until July 1st, 2024. What does that mean? That means we're not actually getting cut off of all data as of the 20, 2023, like a lot of people were thinking was going to be the case. But what it does mean is we are still in the process of expecting Universal Analytics to go away July 1st, 2023. So let's go ahead and dive into this article just a little bit here. Like I said, this is from Search Engine Land and the four bullet points that they're really taking from this are, one, you get until 2024, July 1st to be specific, to get all your data migrated over to another platform. So after that, you can still view, after July 1st, 2023, you can still view your data, you can run reports, you can do queries, you can do all kinds of fun stuff that you could do in the past. You can also make sure you export that data in a variety of platforms so that when you do eventually lose access to UA, you'll have all that data available to you. Uh, The other thing to consider as well is they're constantly working on making that data migration from GA 3 or Universal Analytics over GA4 better. So this impacts both regular Google Universal Analytics users, but also UA 360 as well. So keep that in mind. We're going to have access to the data a little bit longer, but you're still going to lose it. So plan now while you have a little bit more time to get it done so that you're not so far behind the eight ball. And I'll be honest with you, a lot of people right now are very much behind the eight ball where they just don't have the time, they haven't done the work to get away from GA4. That is something that, get to GA4 should I say, that's something you're gonna to need to make sure that you're doing ASAP. That is the news item. So I, I was excited about this one. It's really good news if you are in the analytics world or just in the marketing world in general, knowing that the deadline is not quite so looming to where you're gonna lose access to the data. But keep in mind, you're losing, you keep access to the data, you're not going to be able to still collect data. Anyway, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and d- jump into the main topic of today, which is insights from the travel sentiment study. These are four things every hotelier needs to do in 2023. Now we've been teasing this a little bit for the last couple episodes where we completed a new travel or sentiment study that asked. Uh, Right around 2,000 leisure leisure travelers, what it is about the travel process that's easy, what's difficult, and what independent hoteliers can do to incentivize people to pick their property over the multitude of choices that they have in terms of either direct competitors, VRBO, booking through uh, OTAs, and whatever else that might be. So we're going to go ahead and talk about four things that you need to do based on the data from the study. Now the study's not available yet, but it will be you know, over the next few weeks. And I wanna kind of give you a little teaser of the really good insights that we found that I think are gonna help you as an independent hotelier do a little bit better job. So the very first thing that I will say based on the data is to get your loyalty programs underway. When I look at the data, it's pretty interesting. So what we found is a 45% increase In users saying that they value loyalty programs and that loyalty programs make an impact when they're choosing where to stay specifically. Now the data is actually really interesting because what we found is people are not so interested in getting access to long-term deals and whatnot. Obviously that's important, but the main thing that people are looking for is the ability to get an immediate discount on their stay, and people are looking to have those extra little perks that pop up when they're on the property. So let's go ahead and dive into this data and look at what our leisure travel respondents are saying about loyalty programs. First of all, if we go back to 2023, sorry 2022, what we found was that 45.3% of all of the respondents said that a loyalty program would influence their booking decisions. One year later in 2023, that number jumped to 67.7%. So a full two thirds of the travelers out there are saying, yes, sign me up for a loyalty program. I'll participate in it and it will help me choose your property as a place to stay. As I mentioned before, that's a 45% increase in just one year of people moving toward loyalty programs. Super, super important that you have that in your mind. It's something that you do want to focus on planning for as you move into the end of 2023, as in 2024. From there, what we did is actually dove into the individual attributes of loyalty programs to find out what was most effective. We talked about the importance of a dedicated staff members for loyalty programs, free perks on the property, future discounts, food and beverage discounts, and then lastly, instant discounts. Obviously, all those are great. People appreciate that. They feel they would be either they be somewhat influential in choosing a property over another property if they were a member of that loyalty program. But the two that really stood out was the first and foremost, the biggest thing that people would look for when making a stay are free perks. That was the number one item of that list of five that would influence somebody. So think about as you're building out a loyalty program, what kind of free perks can you give to a upcoming guest that will make them feel value. They're really looking for things that are actually valuable, not just necessarily a, you know, free bottle of water at check-in. But they're looking for things uh, late checkouts was a was a big one that popped up, early check-in. People were looking for a, a more substantial gift on check-in at sometimes. But really what they like to see is some way that they're recognized and rewarded through actual dollar amount incentives. So F&B discounts were very important and any other type of free perk that you can give to that person. Uh, You know, another one that kind of ties into some of the other data that we saw on the sentiment study was people are really, really cognizant of free cancellations. That was one of the things that really came to be a big deal in COVID times. Now that it's passed, a lot of people are going away from those you know, easy cancellation policies. But if you hang on to them from a loyalty program perspective, it could be a great tool to get people to, to make that decision. The second most important thing that people are looking for is instant discounts. So if I'm a member of your loyalty program, I know that I will have exclusive access to a certain discount off of the price of a stay. Those are the things that were really pulling people to to make the decision to join a loyalty program. Now, if your hotel doesn't have a loyalty program, which most independent hotels honestly don't have loyalty programs, we completely understand that. The good thing is they they don't have to be overly complex. Yes, you do want that loyalty program integrated in with your PMS so that people are able to, your agents are able to easily see that person as a, a loyalty member, but it does not have to be something overly complicated. If you are a small property, let's say you have five keys total, You can do something very simple. Just simply someone signs up, you have their email address, you have their information, you communicate to them from a little bit more personal perspective, and you give them these few little benefits of being a loyal member. It will help them return to the property. One of the things that I always say is the moment someone steps foot on your property is your first opportunity to earn a repeat guest. So if you've already have someone on a loyalty program, you wine and dine them a little bit more, you're gonna be setting the stage for that person to realize that it makes more sense to book with you next year or the next time they're vacationing than anywhere else. They know they're gonna have a great experience and you wanna lean into that and set the stage where you can really provide that to them on a personal level. So that's the very first thing that you need to do as we wrap, come honestly toward the the second half of 2023 is get that loyalty program underway. I'm really excited to see what happens when we do our 2024 study where loyalty programs end up ranking if we see this upward trajectory continue. Moving on from there to the second thing that every hotelier really needs to do is to look into flexible payment models. This was another thing that really popped up in the study because we asked users, what are some things that we can do to overcome your hesitancy to, to actually make a booking? You know, some of the top ones that we found were Flexible payment plans where they'd be able to spread out the booking over, you know, multiple payments. 38% of the people said, yes, I want that. So what that tells me is that over a third of my guests who are looking to stay may have a financial hurdle to paying for an entire vacation up front. Now, with the recent news that we saw out of Airbnb recently, where they're setting up where people can pay over four payments for their vacation, I think it's very important that hoteliers see the direction that the customer is going and have something already in place to to address that need. Yeah, there's some there's a lot of third-party platforms out there that, you know, include the the free, no interest, you know, payment plans. That's great. You can create your own payment plans, very similar to let's say a deposit over multiple periods. All that is a great tool to help break down those barriers to what becomes the most stress-inducing portion of a vacation, which is actually putting in that credit card number. If they can put that credit card number and know that they're only getting billed for a quarter of their stay now, a quarter in a month, a quarter a month after that, and the last due upon check-in, that's going to make them feel a lot better. And when you're competing against not just your competitors, but also the OTAs, and we just talked about Airbnb doing the same method, we need to be ready from a technology perspective to address that customer concern. So flexible payment models, during the online process is incredibly important. Based on your PMS capabilities, this shouldn't be too much of an issue Uh, between the PMS and the booking engine. You guys should be able to find a way to make that happen. When you do, I think it'll put you in a much better position. Even the fact that it just shows there and gives them that option is gonna make a customer feel better even if they make that whole payment. With that being said, again, cancellation is a big, big thing as well. 81% of respondents would be influenced to make a booking if they knew that they would be influenced. They could cancel at any time without a penalty. So, So keep that in mind as well. I know that becomes very difficult from the revenue management perspective and kind of understanding what your occupancy is going to be like in the future, but wrapping some parameters around it that are palatable to a guest, I think are pretty important. Yeah, so from there, we want to jump into the third thing that is really, really important. And this came out just as clear as day when we started looking through the traveler sentiment insights. And that is put a smile on your staff's face. It's incredible the amount of response that we got where we had open-ended questions saying, if you could tell a hotelier one thing that will make your stay a better experience or help convince you to make a booking – Everything that we had showed that people were saying, hey, be friendly to me. Don't make it feel like I'm a burden to the staff. And I think this kind of is an outcropping of our COVID response, the fact that we're short-staffed, that everyone's kind of overworked and stressed out. It's starting to rub off on the guest and it's creating a very negative experience that we do need to work on addressing. So kind of just give you kind of some of the examples of the, the quotes that we got out of it was to have some fun, you know, make the, the the check-in process enjoyable, have a smile on your face, have the uh, the staff willing to come around the counter and help me with what I want to do in the evening. And they said that was the biggest hurdle that they had was the staff didn't seem happy. They seemed bothered when people were talking to them. And beyond that, that the the housekeeping and maintenance staff were just not engaging and not happy, and in some cases, not present. And that really did impact the the guest experience. So as we're heading into 20, through 2023 and into 2024, look at your staff, think about ways you can make them do their job better and ways that you can reward them for doing a great job. Really important that we don't let our internal stress and short-staffed world that we live in impact the guest experience. Because here's the thing we've seen across the board, ADRs are up 20, 30% easily. Now the people who are coming to stay at our property, they're paying, let's say, 30% more for the same room that they had last year. And the staff is not happy and not giving them that surprise and delight experience. That's going to hurt you. When we talked about the stay being the first opportunity to earn a repeat guest, that is a horrible, horrible place to put yourself when all of a sudden the, the guest isn't happy because you're not happy and you're not exuding that smiliness that I think everybody wants on vacation. Go back to how Disney does it. I mean, look at, look at the, the big marquee brands that just are all about the customer experience. You need to be able to do that at your property. Even if you are a roadside hotel when that person checks in, you want them to be like, wow, this is an amazing experience. I just needed a place to stay. But the person at the front desk made me feel good, made me feel comfortable, made me feel safe, and guided me through an experience that I was happy to be a part of. So last, the kind of last thing on that is just put a smile on your staff's face. Whatever it takes to reward them incentivize, it's going to work out well for you. That is probably one of the smallest investments that you can make that will have a really great return after the fact. So from there, let's go ahead and jump to the last thing or the fourth thing that every hotelier absolutely must do in 2023. And that is make sure you get your Google Analytics 4, GA4 migration wrapped up. We're coming up real close to July 1st, which is at what point Google is saying, "Uh uh-uh, UA is done. We're not going to collect any more data. We talked about how we're still, we have access to the data for another year after the July 1st, but that data is not going to get collected anymore, which means you are already going to have some type of gap in your annualized reporting that you want to, to overcome. So go ahead, make sure you have GA4 in place. For the more savvy hoteliers who invested the time and effort into getting it set up, good for you, but go back and test it. Make sure everything is tracking properly. Make sure that your attribution is where it needs to be. And that is the one area that we found with GA4 that is just pull your hair out frustrating is you think you have it working. You go back, you just see where your attribution is off. You know, maybe all of your you know, paid searches coming in under organic or direct traffic. Traffic from your booking engine coming back to your website it might be losing attribution. It is so important that what seemed like it was a simple thing to do in UA seems to be a little bit more complex in GA4. So finalize that migration, make sure that you have access to all the data, and make sure whatever you can do that you have GA4 up and running firing all cylinders by July 1st. If you're just starting on this, you know I hate to say it, but you're, you're behind the power curve but you can still catch up. You can go and get this in place so that you really feel comfortable about it going past July 1st and actually get that last year of just collecting your data. With all that being said, those are really the four things I think every hotelier really does need to focus on this year. I think what it all boils down to, for for me at least, is giving your guests the incentive to stay at your property. Loyalty programs, again, making that one-on-one connection. Flexible payments models, giving your guests the ability to not have to have a massive cash outlay prior to their stay. And then most importantly, putting a smile on your staff's face so they can put a smile on your guest's face. That's so important. And that really goes down to in keeping 101. You are the person who makes them feel safe, makes them feel comfortable, and makes them have that surprise and delight feeling that we talk about so often when the person steps foot in your property. Again. It's all about creating experiences. Those experiences are being created whether you like it or not. The question is, is how are, what experiences are you creating for your guest that you're going to be proud to stand behind in the future? And then the last one is make sure you can track everything. We always say ABT, always be testing. This is where it becomes so important because if you don't have GA4 set up, whether you like it or not, you're not going to be able to test, you're not going to be able to track and you're not going to be able to see what is and is not working. So that's pretty much what we have for for this episode of the podcast. The travel studies in the process of being designed right now, all the data has been crunched. The commentary has been added and we're just in process of putting pretty pictures on it now. So so stay tuned. We hopefully have that released here shortly. And when we do, if you're on our email list over at travelboommarketing.com, you'll get an email letting you know that's ready to download and you can download it for absolutely free. No cost whatsoever other than the, the time it takes to read it, and that time is a good investment because it's going to give you basically just a laundry list of things that you can start checking off to make your hotel marketing much more effective. And that's all we have for you today on the podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed it. If you want to have some more information about what we talked about and links to the article on Search Engine Land, go ahead to TravelBoomMarketing.com slash podcast and click on episode 236. You can also follow us on LinkedIn where you're going to get a lot more information as well. And all you can do there is just go to travelboommarketing.com/linkedin that will link you over to our LinkedIn profile or if you're someone who likes to type a lot on a keyboard, it's linkedin.com/company/travelboommarketing. With that being said, that wraps up the podcast today. But don't worry, we're going to be back next week with more tips and tricks to make your hotel marketing much more effective. And ready for it? Travel Boom is out.